The Hen That Feeds You is an audio drama podcast that follows a linear storyline. That means if today is your first time joining us, first of all, hi, welcome, how you doing? Secondly, make sure that you start with episode one and listen to each episode in order, or you just might miss something really important. Please be advised, this podcast may contain explicit language, adult situations, including sexual situations and elements of horror, as well as other content that may make some uncomfortable. Listener discretion is advised. And now, without further ado, let's jump in to the hand that feeds you. sitting up in the bed. But this wasn't his bed. This was her bed. Well, technically, she was in her Airbnb. But she was safe. He was safe. It had all just been a dream. But it wasn't the first time she had had it. Ever since she had gotten here, she had had that same dream. And each time, it was terrible. That's why she'd promised herself that she wouldn't go to sleep. Not if she could help it. In fact, she hadn't even realized that she had fallen asleep. All she could remember was writing in her journal, which lay next to her on the bedside table. It's almost 3.30. She knew Mrs. Taylor, the owner of the Airbnb, would have breakfast on the table by 4, since her husband left for work before sunrise. Groggily, she stumbled out of the bed and into the bathroom. Jeez, I've got to get some sleep, she thought to herself after an unwelcomed glance in the mirror. The dark circles under her eyes told the secrets of her sleepless nights. She'd need to remember to put on some cream highlight to cover those bags. Pushing her hair back, 
she noticed her blonde roots coming through. Shit. She opened her tote bag and began setting out the tools to restore her auburn locks. For as long as she could remember, she had cursed the fates for making her a blonde. They say blondes have more fun, but that certainly wasn't the case for Andy. Come to think of it, Jean Harlow, Marilyn Monroe, Britney Spears? She couldn't think of a single blonde who had had an easy life. She'd always had to work hard to get anyone to take her seriously. She was a naturally beautiful woman, but for some reason this seemed to only cause her more grief. Apparently everyone thought you could only have beauty or brains, neither both. The moment she began dyeing her hair, people began treating her differently. They respected her. First, she tried black, but that was just too extreme for her fair skin. Next, she tried brunette, but it still didn't look quite right against her complexion. Ultimately, she found that 0032 Rich Auburn, the one in the silver box, was just the right shade. It was natural looking and it didn't fade as quickly as the darker colors. With the paraphernalia spread around the bathroom sink like she was prepared to take part in some dark, satanic ritual, with her fingers safely tucked inside the cheap, plastic gloves, she spread the strands of her hair and began applying the dye from root to tip, massaging the color into her scalp. As she did this, she began planning out her day. Today, she would prod Mrs. Taylor for information about the town. She knew that Mrs. Taylor... Julia, hadn't been too forthcoming with the info when they had chatted that first day. But Andy had been in town for five days now and had gotten nowhere. Literally. Not one freaking piece of evidence. No one could even corroborate the information she already had. It seemed as though either no one knew anything about the dark past of this town, or no one wanted to talk about it. Was it all a mistake? Coming here? She hoped not. I mean, she had undertaken a story with less of a lead than this. Hell, most of her stories had little to no truth behind them. They were just stories she had made up in her childhood. This, this was something real. Something tangible. A real-life mystery. Something that no one else had written about. Something that no one else really seemed to know about. At least outside of this town. If it hadn't been for that cryptic email, she would never have even heard of Hollingshead. For a moment, she felt embarrassed that she had even acted upon it. I mean, a poorly written email from an unknown sender that simply said, 13 lie dead, buried beneath a million secrets. The truth lies in Hollingshead. Yeah, even that was cheesy. Attached was a black and white photo, hard to make out, but appeared to show the charred remains of a large, burned-down house. That was it. No names, dates, no addresses, nothing to go on. But, it felt like enough, somehow. The house, though unintelligible in the overexposed photograph, seemed vaguely familiar. Perhaps Andy had seen a story about it before. She couldn't say why, but she knew there was a story there.
she had to be the one to tell it. To expose some grave wrongdoing and hold accountable those responsible. And today, today would be that day. She would get the answers she was looking for. Or, at the very least, she'd get her start. My goodness, you're up early. Mrs. Taylor was pouring her husband a cup of coffee, then returned the carafe back to the warmer. Yeah, I, um, I couldn't sleep, Andy replied. The storm keep you up? Mr. Taylor, Bennett, took the seat next to Andy and began adding sugar to his black coffee. Storm? Andy asked, confused as she had heard nothing last night. You're kidding, right? I thought the roof was going to blow off this house. He laughed, moving on to the creamer. This time of year, they happen almost every night. Oh, I, I had my earbuds in all night. Guess that's why I didn't hear anything. Those silly earbuds. They're going to be the reason this next generation is deaf before they're 50. You mark my words. Julia shot a disapproving glance at Andy. She... Always says the same thing to me, said Jordan sheepishly. Andy looked at Julia and her husband, and then at Jordan. She remembered her parents talking about their disapproval of interracial relationships, how they weren't exactly against the relationship itself, but rather how it wasn't fair to their offspring. Biracial children are just not treated the same, her mother would say. And that moment... Andy couldn't say whether her mother was right or wrong about that. But in her eyes, those kids had likely won the genetic lottery. At least that could be said for Jordan. He was probably 17 or 18 and was shy enough to suggest that he didn't realize just how handsome he was. With his perfectly tanned skin and the lightest green eyes she had ever seen, Andy knew all it would take is a little confidence and there'd be no stopping this kid. But, she sensed he had probably lived a pretty sheltered life. Julia was, by all accounts, a Stepford wife. Everything in her house was perfectly in its place, and everything was routine and predictable. She didn't like things that were out of the ordinary or uncomfortable. Bennett, on the other hand, seemed sweet and playful. A man-sized version of a twelve-year-old kid. The kind who would play a harmless prank on someone, then laugh uncontrollably when he had been found out. So, Mrs. Taylor? Andy began. Julia, please. Sorry, Julia. You say you've lived in Hollingshead your entire life? Sure have. My family has been here for generations. Our bloodline can be traced back all the way to the town's founding family, the Hollingshead clan. Settlers from Durham. Then you must know this town's history. Of course. My ancestors emigrated to the New World in the mid-16th century. Oh, no, no, um, Andy interrupted. That's all very fascinating, but it's not quite the part of the town's history I was hoping to hear about. Julia frowned, then recovered her smile. Oh? What was it you were hoping to hear about? Andy hesitated for a moment. She could tell Julia was on to her, and she could tell the conversation wasn't welcomed. Still, 
she was desperate. If anyone would know, surely Julia would know. I was hoping that you could tell me about the, uh, the disappearances? Land sakes! Why would a pretty little thing like you want to hear about any of those dreadful stories? Just curious. I've been asking folks around town, but I- You! What? Julia snapped. She seemed pissed. Andy hadn't seen her show this much emotion up until this moment. Whatever her reasons, she was serious about keeping this town's secrets. She regained her composure once more. Sweetheart, listen. You are a guest, understand? Not just in this house, but in this town. This town, like any old town, has its share of old ghost stories. But they're just stories. Old wives' tales. None of them true. Then why- But! Even if they aren't true, they've caused many of the families in this town a great deal of grief. Some of them have suffered for generations as a result of false allegations that arose simply because of idle gossip. The good folks of this town have worked hard to put those things in the past and to move on. And then, every once in a while, someone comes along trying to stir up the past. Trying to stick their nose where it doesn't belong. And, well, let's just say it doesn't end up well for anyone. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Her tone was even and sweet, but her eyes assured Andy that this conversation was over. I, um, I understand, Andy relented. Atta girl, Julia smiled, then changed the conversation and went back to preparing piles of pancakes for the breakfast feast that she sat before them. Andy looked coyly across the table at Bennett and Jordan. Oddly enough, they looked as though they had been the ones scolded instead of Andy. She assumed that they had been on the wrong end of that conversation at least a time or two. After breakfast, Andy thanked Julia for a delicious meal, then excused herself from the table. It was still an hour or so before sunrise, but Andy had vowed not to waste another day. That, and the fact that she now felt awkward sitting around making small talk with her host family, namely Julia. She was reaching for her car door when she heard someone whisper from behind. Hey. She turned around to find that Jordan had followed her outside. Um, what are you doing out here? Shouldn't you be in? They aren't just ghost stories. They're true. All of them he said, with more authority than Andy had ever heard Jordan speak. I don't think your mom would want you- I don't care what she wants. She's a liar, just like everyone in this town. They want to bury the past. They want to make themselves look good, but none of them are innocent. This whole town's got blood on its hands. What do you mean, Jordan? If you know something, please tell me. I, I really want to know. Jordan looked over his shoulder, as if the devil himself were watching. I, 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 I can't, he began. But the mayor's wife, Eleanor Bond, 
She knows everything. Really into the dark stuff. Knows all the town's history. She's the one you want to talk to. He looked over his shoulder again. I've... I, I've got to go. Good luck, Miss Sterling. Andy, please. She smiled. Jordan blushed. Andy, I, I hope you find whatever it is that you're looking for. He quietly turned and ventured back into the house. Me too, Jordan. Me too. The Hand That Feeds You is written and recorded by me, Tim Baker. I sincerely want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. I would appreciate if you could leave a rating. That's what helps the podcast appear higher in the search results. And of course, don't forget to tell your friends. There's no better way to promote a podcast than by word of mouth. New episodes will be released every week. And again, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay skeptical.